this is Josh Hawks. This podcast is part of the Points of Interest Podcast Network. An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. This is AJ Fry from Interspace Week Nights at 6 and 11 on Space, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. Aww. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 84 of An Elegant Weapon. My name is J.M. Clark. I am your host. I am the Jedi Ross. Please allow me to flick my big. Welcome back, kids. It's good to be here with you once again. This shall be part three of our Doctor Who 50th Anniversary Celebrations. Parts one and two, previous guests, Whovians, Adam Hawks, and Francis, the other guy, Fernandez. Thank you very much, guys. Those are fantastic, good conversations. This week on the show, we welcome from the Knight's blog. He is a longtime Doctor Who fan, and his name is Jeff Zyra. And he was uh, very gracious enough to uh, come on and uh, answer some of my questions, uh, indulge some of my ridiculous fanboy uh, speculative inquiries and uh, we had a nice little chat about Doctor Who he taught me a thing or two and maybe he'll teach you a thing or two too so uh, please check out the Knights blog on the internet or on Twitter at the Knights AD7 this is part three this is my conversation with Mr. Jeff Zyra allons-y of course we've landed I just landed her but it didn't make a noise. What noise? You know, the... It's not supposed to make that noise. You leave the brakes on. I'll start off. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you what I've asked. Uh, this is actually going to be... This is part three. Uh, the past two weeks, uh, we had uh, I had a couple of Whovian friends on. And that was good times. And I started both of those shows by basically asking, who's your doctor and how'd you get into Doctor Who? How did I get into Doctor Who? Um, by mistake, actually. Really? Yeah, it was way back in 1981. Uh, a friend of mine, back then we only had, we, I didn't have cable, so I only had like six channels. And so we were all slipping through the channels. And a friend said, yeah, there's a show on the public television station. So I, I flicked on, I caught the, like the last two minutes of Robot. 
uh, the Tom Baker story. And then my first full story was The Ark in Space, which I tuned in on the next day because I, I, I missed the first, I missed Robot. So from then on, I've been hooked ever since. That's awesome. So you know what you're dealing with. Uh, it was pretty much, it was honestly, it was Matt Smith who, who dragged me in. I've only uh, been in for a couple seasons now or series or whatever you would like. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I came for Matt Smith and I stayed for Doctor Who. Because when I was a kid, Canada, we had a lot of Doctor Who here just because we had so much BBC that was played on our PBS and our CBC and such. And it, it was because of reruns, but I thought growing up that Tom Baker was my doctor. And uh, totally not understanding how the show worked because I was a little kid growing up in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. So I was confused, and it was one of those shows where you, you want to like it because it seems cool, but as a kid, it's just way over your head, right? Right. So I, I never really dove back into it, and then the whole revival happened, and I was like, okay, cool, they're bringing it back, but I still had this stigma in my head of it's just it's a little too weird. And then there was something about Matt Smith when I first saw him. I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try it out as this guy starts. And... uh a couple episodes I was you know what not even fish sticks and custard had me hooked <laughs> I need fish fingers and custard so that's that's the kind of level that I've been at so uh, you know it's with it being the 50th anniversary and so much coming out it's kind of a, a whirlwind of information that has just been like downloaded into my head in the past like year or two you know what I mean mm-hmm so yeah, it's it's a it's a really exciting time. So it's kind of hard for me to ask or to even know where to start with a conversation like this because uh, I'm fairly novice, but there's so much to Doctor Who to wonder about. Okay, I'll start with points that have been confusing me. I recently I read the talk with Stephen Moffat where he explained why the War Doctor is an anomaly and uh, you don't really have to change, you know, your numbering and stuff. And I get that, but does the anomaly mean that it doesn't count for his 13 generation limit? I'm not sure. Um, I, I think it counts. I think he's counting the anomaly is not called the Doctor. Mm -hmm. So there are, there will be Right now, there are 11 doctors, but I think there's been 12 bodies of the same Time Lord. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. But only 11 of them use the name the Doctor. Right. So I think I, that's what he's getting at. Yeah, I looked into it a little, and uh, I also found another interview where he actually said that everybody missed something. And I, I, I have no idea what he's talking about, but... As they often do in Doctor Who, you know a whole bunch of stuff is going to come up in this 50th anniversary that ties to stuff seasons ago you had no idea about, you know? Yeah, I've, I've been actually racking my brain on that one about what he means about we missed something, and I've been going back trying to figure out the only one I can think of is Tenet uh, started a regeneration process and then shot the energy into his uh, his hand. Right, the metacrisis? It's you! Oh, yes. <gasps> You're naked! Oh, yes. And then Matt Smith started to regenerate when River in the astronaut suit shot him, but that was actually... He was in the robot suit, so I don't know if that counts, but... Well, how about the, the previous River song, like, when she... When she shot him, or when he was poisoned, or whatever it was, but then, uh, you know, they turned her oh. around. It was like her first one with, uh, it was the first time she met Matt Smith. Oh, in the Let's Kill Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, when she gave him all his regeneration yep. powers. That, that, that could have messed with stuff, eh? <laughs> yeah, that could have. Um, I'm sure, well, if you saw uh, The Night of the Doctor, make when McGann's doctor crash lands, the sisterhood said he died. So it didn't trigger the regeneration process. So they start, it seems like they gave him a whole new set because they gave him the cup, he drank the cup and he started to regenerate the way we know how now where he has all the flames coming out. Okay, so, if right. That moment they gave him a whole new 
set of regenerations or just made him, you know, where he can't never die or something like that. That's a very good point because it it seemed like that he'd met those witches or whatever they were before, and I, I'm assuming maybe it was one of his many audio plays or something? No, uh, it was in the Tom Baker story, The Brain of Morbius. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It was, uh, it was back then. Huh. I wonder if when anything... It would be so cool if they took something, like, maybe even from that story way long ago and made it, you know, the reason for everything. Hold on a sec. I'm just going to turn on my light. Hold on. There. It's just looking a little shadowy there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, uh, I was so surprised by the night of the doctor that I would that I'm going to be less surprised if something absolutely nuts happens, like Eccleston shows up. That would be cool, but I I like to see him show up. I like to see him show the John Hurt's doctor regenerate into him. And yes. Eccleston's there, just lying on there, and he gets you know all discombobulated and. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because that exact thought crossed my mind. If even if it's for like a brief cameo, you know, where at the like you know at the end of his part of the fiftieth, he does regenerate into the ninth. Yeah, that would be absolutely crazy. The world would lo- lose its mind. The internet might explode. Yeah, <laughs> that would be pretty. That'd be pretty good. But for some reason, I just don't see him being there. He just like he doesn't want anything to do with it. But, you know, maybe he's just saying that. Hopefully he's just saying that. It's you think just... it's it's a weird thing where he, he talks the way about Doctor Who that would make you think he wouldn't do things like Thor and G.I. Joe. Yeah, and that's the thing. When they were filming this, he was filming Thor. But Thor was filmed in England, so maybe he did run over to Cardiff for a day and filmed one scene. That'd be so cool if he just popped in there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh you know, it's it's there's so much talk about the 50th that uh people aren't even addressing the Christmas special yet, you know. Yeah, that, that that's going to be here sooner than we know it like after it'll be like 4 weeks after the Saturday. Yeah, it's going to happen so quickly. So I'm wondering if uh at the end of the 50th if it's going to tie I think they might tie up the end of the 50th as kind of a and have a good solid ending to that episode just to be able to uh in the future people can view it as a as its own thing you know like in 10 20 years when kids are looking back and want to see the 50th special that maybe they'll make it a nice concise story or do you think that his regeneration will begin in the 50th because I'm wondering how much Matt Smith's going to be in the Christmas special. Imagine it could be right away he turns into Capaldi, you know. Well, that's been rumored, but I think he's going to be there for the whole Christmas special. Yeah. Because they made that wig for him, and there's pic- set pictures of him in a wig uh, back in the costume. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, I, I see. Because uh, he had shaved his head for that movie he did, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, wearing a wig. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh you're out in Boston there, right? On the Hartford area. Oh, yeah. in the Hartford area. Okay. Uh big uh who community down there? Boston does. Boston has a big who community and it spreads out to here. There's quite a bit. Um what was it two weekends ago? I was down in Long Island. They had a Doctor Who convention, Long Island Who. Sylvester McCoy was there. Uh, Fraser Hines was there. Daphne Ashbrook. Um, Ian McNeese and Simon Fisher Jones, who, who played uh, the Blue Man there, Dorium. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a fun time. And there's this part of the area, there is a pretty, from New York to Boston, there's a pretty big Who uh, fan uh, community. Yeah, yeah. So there's a big fan presence in this part. Well, it's crazy to see how kind of, I don't want to say quickly because, you know, it's been around for 50 years, but, you know, the resurgence that kind of Tenet kind of brought along 
like you know obviously Eccleston starting and then Tennant just kind of really bringing it kind of to America and and really making it kind of giving it this you know upper level than it's had and I've been going to Comic-Cons for 10 years and it's been weird to slowly see because there's always been Whovians, right? There's always been the scarfs here and the this and that. But now it's gotten to a point where it's it's half the people are Doctor Who at the conventions, you know? Yeah, because I, I went to New York Comic Con and there was tons of Doctor Who cosplayers. Yeah. And a lot of them were younger people, probably in yeah. high school to mid-20s. And they were all... And you would think that they would all be dressed as... Smiths and tenants, but a lot of them were dressed as the classic doctors too. So that was pretty good to see that they're branching out to the other doctors. Yeah, there was actually at Fan Expo this year there was like a six-year-old kid as Hartnell. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was adorable. He didn't have a wig or anything. He just had blonde hair and he had it kind of back. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like whole families are like, you'll see the dad as the doctor, and then all the family are like companions and stuff. You know, it's. Uh, we have uh, this organization here. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're the Doctor Who Society of Canada. I think and, I've heard uh, of them, yeah. And uh, they're the big, you know, kind of fan fan group, fan club here, you know, in Toronto. Is that oh, in Toronto? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they used uh, a convention, didn't they? Sorry? They used to host a convention, didn't they? They still do, yeah. Uh, every year they have a thing out in Toronto. I haven't been yet, but I'm going to make sure I'm there next year. But they always have a gigantic presence at Fan Expo every year, which is uh, our Toronto's big Comic-Con, you know. And uh, they have a huge presence there. And there's, uh, you know, there's Canadian, uh, what do you call them, franchises, I guess, to the uh, R2 Builders. Or not the R2 Builders, sorry, uh, the like Dalek Builders. Oh, like the Stormtrooper groups and all that? Yeah, you know, there's a big, there's a 501st Canadian Garrison, and there's uh, the Canadian Mandalorians, but there's also uh, the, the R2 Builders of Ontario, who are part of a larger North American thing, and there's also the Dalek Builders, who a lot of them are the same people, they just like building the robots, but they have really outdone themselves, and this year they had a version of every Dalek like level there's been. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah, right up to the point. Uh, you can actually check it out on, uh, shameless plug for myself, anelegantweaponblogspot.com. Uh, if you check it out, there's lots of pictures from the con last year. And uh, there's, uh, I, don't, I can't remember what it was called, but it's like the 20-foot white Dalek. Oh, the Imperial one? Yeah, they made, they, they had that, and then the rest of them just, like, lined up from, like, place to, like, you know, all beside each other. And just the phenomenal job these people do, you know, the the craft and skill they make these things with is... Right. Yeah, you know, unbelievable. So, they had, uh, you know, they got just so much going on there, it's it's insane, so I gotta check more of that stuff out. Exterminate! Exterminate! There's a lot of talk about uh, that, you know, a lot of people think the popularity is going to really die off, that they've gone with an older doctor and such, but most of the actual fans you hear are really pleased about the choice. I don't think it will. Um, I mean, there will be a drop-off because people, because you always have those fans that were watching it for the eye candy. Because they yeah. like Superintendent. Well, I think the people who really enjoy the show will stay with it. So I, I don't think it'll really drop in popularity that much. Yeah, it's 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 one of those shows that once once it gets you, it gets you. You know, it just hooks you right in. And uh, I'm big for like expanded universe type stuff. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. like I'm a Star Wars guy, so my whole thing has always been expanded universe stuff. And uh, I like always, I like a lot of the sci-fi stuff like Highlander that's very chronicle driven, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, that's what really sucked me into Doctor Who is I was like, look at all these puzzle pieces sitting here and you you can spend 50 years slowly putting this puzzle together of this epic story that somehow because of the genius move of regeneration can still stay fresh forever. It's it's on you could take I've said you can take scripts from the 60s. You could probably just, you know, do them with the cast and crews they've had now, and they'd be just as acceptable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, could you imagine the Aztecs, but with, like, today's technology? <laughs> I don't think it would work. No? No. 
I think because the black and white had a charm because it was they didn't use special effects back then. It was yet it was a historical. Today they would think doing the Aztecs they'd have to have like explosions and stuff. Yeah, it would be a lot more violent, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> They'd probably take it that way. So you didn't mention who your favorite doctor is, though. Peter Davison, the fifth doctor. He's, he's okay. My, he's my favorite. Now, is he also your doctor, like you grew up watching him? I grew up watching Tom Baker. Our PBS kept playing Tom Baker in a loop. Right. So... When it went to something new, I when they showed Davison's thing, I latched on to him because it was new and different. Because after a while, you get tired of watching the same old stories of Tom Baker. Oh yeah, and because he, he he's the longest too, right? Didn't he do like seven years or something crazy? Yeah, about seven years. That's pretty hardcore. Um, did you did you enjoy like the older? Uh... Oh, geez. Pictures just went crazy. <laughs> did you uh, did you get a kick out of the old ones? Like, uh, I just I just watched The Five Doctors for the first time, like, uh, a couple months ago. And uh, it's not the best Doctor Who episode, but you, you, you have to watch the whole thing because of just the charm of it, you know? Yeah, I, I like watching all of them. I watched, I've watched all the ones that are... That they have of the Hartnells and the Troutons, and I've watched I've watched them all over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of working my way backwards. Uh, Space Channel is uh, our sci-fi channel here, mm -hmm. and uh, for the past eight, I think uh, Sundays, it's been Doctor Who marathons all day long. So I've got like fifty episodes of doctor who on my dvr right now and that that's all that's been on my tv has been doctor who for like <laughs> weeks and weeks so i've been like just pure living it so much i'm so stoked for uh for saturday something i haven't talked a lot about is uh happening tomorrow night and yes i'm gonna say tomorrow night because uh this is gonna go up tonight because uh i don't want to mess around kids so uh that's what's gonna happen and uh, so I can say tonight because I'm excited about tomorrow with the adventures in space and time. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be really good. And they paid a lot of attention to detail. And, look, and you look in the pictures that they released, it just looks really, really good. I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, how they made the early, you know, how it, how the show became, how they got it off the ground and put it on the air. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, there's a bit of. Uh, national pride involved uh over here because uh sydney what's his name sydney, sydney. sorry uh, sydney newman yes uh toronto born and uh that's just pretty cool because i doubt they'll they'll mention it in uh you know it'd be a waste of a mention in this one but uh cbc actually helped produce a lot of the uh, early episodes the canadian broadcasting corporation so, uh, you know, it's just a nifty thing. It's a, you know, it's a cool little connection to your hometown that, uh, you know, it's proud to have for something like Doctor Who, you know what I mean? Hey, they As, just got finished, the UK just got finished watching it. Probably got over about half an hour ago uh, oh, in the UK. Oh, they get it tonight, eh? Yeah, they already got it. They've already watched it. Oh, I thought it was going to be a, a simulcast as well, but I guess not. Uh, we get it second. But that's all right, because, I mean, there's not much spoilers in it, because... Oh, yeah, everybody knows what happens, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they get first, and that, and at the end of theirs, I don't know if we're in it, there's like a seven-minute little tribute to William Hartnell. Oh, that's sweet. And I think you can find it online, but it hasn't posted yet. The, the, the Doctor Who website was, the official website was supposed to post it, and I haven't found it yet. So. Keep, keep a lookout for that, kids. It's exciting stuff. It's uh, you know, it'd be super cool if it just <laughs> in the middle of the show they just like busted out crazy and he actually like got in the TARDIS and it flew away and he like went into the future. And shit. Well, there's supposed to be something special at the end that people have been saying. They don't, they aren't saying what, but at the end there's something special. So make sure you you watch all the way through the last 
last scene. Is Mark Gatiss said he put something special in there for everybody, so you have to pay attention. Oh, we just got me even more excited, man. I didn't know that could happen. <laughs> oh, it's uh, is is Troughton uh cast? Is he uh? Do you think uh? They yeah, showed... they show, they they bring it down to the uh his partner regeneration. Um, it's uh one of the guys from that was in that show with Mark Gatiss, that comedy he did, uh, like League of uh. One of those guys that he did that comedy show with. Okay. He's the I can't remember the guy's name. That's but cool though. There is a there is a Troutman in it. So it's a big cast uh, though. I mean uh, Brian Cox being willing to do that that was super super groovy of him because just him being attached helps give it a little more uh, like North American coverage. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It's uh, they got a you know semi big name star to do it and. Is uh is the fiftieth being shown in any theaters around you? Yeah, it is. Um, but I'm not gonna go to the theaters because you know, my theory is the minute David Tennant shows up on screen, all the girls are gonna scream, and you're gonna lose dialogue. You're very good point. Pay attention to this advice, kids. This is professional advice coming from a professional Doctor Who blog contributor. <laughs> I mean, they're having, and they're also they're having the one on the twenty fifth. That's all 3D, so you that that's already sold out. So is that a different day? Like, if you have a 3D TV at home, can you watch it in 3D on Saturday? I don't think so. Okay. I'm not sure. I know it's 3D in the theaters. I always hate seeing those scenes that you can tell are made to be 3D. You know, like something specifically flies into the middle of the camera like it wouldn't do if it wasn't a 3D movie, you know? Yeah. So I hope that doesn't kind of take me out of it too much in a way it shouldn't no i think uh just uh the pure joy of seeing them together like uh you obviously i'm sure of course you saw the snippet of uh where he jumps through the time warp or whatever happens there when they're in the museum Mm -hmm. now is that actually part of the episode or was that uh was that like a special thing they did for the children in need uh, you have to wait and see. I think it was part of the episode. I think yeah. they showed a little clip. Just so. brilliant, though. Just brilliant the way they handle it. This is where I come in. <laughs> oh, so well done. I'm so excited. It's uh, and and the way they're talking about it is it's going to be like a a whole new direction for Doctor Who afterwards. You know. Mhm. So I wonder what they mean by that. Because how much can you change this show without ruining it, or really like? Well, maybe this is how th- this episode is where they uh, find a way to prolong his life from the regeneration limit. That's what I had considered. And there's also has to be an explanation for the veil yard. And this is my biggest, biggest thing in my head for some reason. Because I, when I saw the, first saw that episode with the veil yard, and it was just. I was like, this is crazy. There's another incantation that's from the future of him that's part of that's all bad him. And they can't just ignore it, can they? Like that has to be addressed in this, does it not? Maybe not in the fiftieth. But maybe somewhere else down the line, maybe when uh the twelfth doctor takes over it might be a story in his Yeah, I guess they can ignore it because it's an in between the twelfth and thirteenth, right? Right. The veil yard's supposed to set. So, yeah, I guess they've got some time to deal with that. Maybe that's what'll uh maybe that's what the deal'll be or something. They won't even bother figuring out the regen cuz they're going to have to have some kind of big through-line storyline for Capaldi to start out with, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if uh I don't know what it could possibly be. Like do they bring back the time lords and then there's more of them and that just changes the dynamic of the show? You know, so much weirdness. And the and and one thing that I always like sticks in my head is that Jenny's still out there. You know, Jenny in the TARDIS has never been addressed since it happened, and she is out there somewhere doing something. Maybe that'd be well the twelfth doctor then that's at some other point. 
I don't think they're going to address all this in the 50th. I think it's all going to be the John Hurt doctor. Yeah, that, that like I was saying before, yeah, it'll probably be like something that can be contained in like one special where they can watch it in years to come. So, yeah. I'm forgetting the fact that they have to keep it widespread viewership. You know what I mean? They can't just make this for the hardcore fans. Right. This is something they want to make that maybe will bring new people in and even and like, you know, extend viewership. So you can't exclude everybody. Right. To do something like that, to bring the Time Lords and all that back, you can do that at another time. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they'll uh, ever go as far as to bring back the Master? I'm sure at some point. Like, how can they keep coming up with ways for him to be alive, though? You know, I'm kind of thinking they might, he's, might be gone for good, you know? Well, they usually never address that. He just shows up. And he's there. And then the doctor goes and tries to stop him, and then he does, and then he shows up again, no explanation. of how. Really? They don't give much of an explanation behind it? I guess I never noticed that. No, they usually <laughs> don't. He, he just... You think he's dead, and then he comes back, and he says, oh, you survived such and such. He's like, yes, I did, and they don't say how. <laughs> uh, it's a cool thing, though. Um because I've been all, the thing I've been also working out lately trying to figure out is how is the doctor the other? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, from the books. Yeah, and that the other was like the third with uh Rassilon and uh Osiris or whatever to be Omega. the Sorry? Omega. Yes. And uh that's right. And uh yeah, and the third guy was the other and apparently it might have been the doctor. It's been implied, and it's something what the books were leading towards. But I don't know if the TV show will explore that. Has the, so the other has never been mentioned on the TV show, as far as you know? No, not really, no. Mm. All right, that's cool. It's weird that it's such a big mytho. Actually, no, it's the same thing with Star Wars. There's lots of stuff that's in the books and considered canon that is never mentioned in any of the movies or anything like that. So, you know, you've got an, an expansive thing on your hand when you're getting to that point, you know? So, right. Yeah, no, that's, man, that's, uh, that's neat stuff. I should probably start. Have you ever, do you read the books yourself? Yes, I've read a majority of them. Uh, I'm behind on the newer ones, but I've read all the, uh, ones the new adventures from Virgin, the new adventures from BBC and all the past ones. It's the newer newer ones from the BBC, you know, the tenth Doctor books and the eleventh Doctor books I'm a little bit behind on. Okay. But I've read I've read a majority of them. When did do you know when they started writing Doctor Who books? Ninety one? Oh really? That's well, pretty was, late, I was gonna say, yeah. You can find those in a Use bookstores because a lot of those are out of print now. Yeah, those would be classics to get your hands on. I would pick those up even if I saw them. I wasn't going to read them. I'd pick them up because you're right. They're not going to be – well, actually, you never know now. What if with the resurgence, somebody decides whoever holds the license to those things to well, you know, put out did. a nice big Doctor Who book package, you know? They did re-release some uh, oh, yeah? with new covers, one from – well, the past Doctor ones from the BBC ones from the, uh, you can find them at Barnes & Noble, or it's not Barnes & Noble if you're in your area, it's something else. Uh, we got chapters. Yeah, chapters. Yeah, yeah, so, it's, uh, yeah, I could, re I could, you know what, I, I don't know, I might dig the audio pods better, because I'm like a big podcast fan, so it might you be get, fun to actually listen to them, you know? Big Finish is having a big sale on those now. You can you can download a whole bunch of them. Oh, really? Yeah, if you watch, they always have like a doctor's sale. You can get them for $5. Just, they've been... They started in the 90s, too. Like 99, maybe? 98? Okay. So there, there's, there can't be that many then, you know? Oh, there's tons. Oh, yeah? <laughs> they just went crazy? <laughs> yeah, they released one... Once a month since. What? Yeah. Really? How long are they? Two discs, or like two hours. Oh my god! I had no idea they were one a month. That's insane. 
Now there's there's more than once and once sometimes there's three. Oh, I'm never Doctor Who's uncatchupable. <laughs> it's like no matter what you do, you'll never you be able to experience all Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, that's the fun of it though. There's so much of it and there's so much of it to chase. I love the magic of how new episodes pop up occasionally. Like that guy who just bought that editing machine. Did you hear about that, of course? The editing machine? A guy oh, just... The missing episodes that were found? Yeah. Do you know how they were found? Yeah, it was in a, on top of a shelf in, in a TV station in Nigeria. Oh, no. There have been others found at another time, I think, since. But uh, what happened was... I'm pretty sure it was recently. I'd have to look into this. But what happened was... It was either a long time ago or recently. But... Um, it was a guy bought an editing machine. Oh, I just totally confused my genres. I completely apologize. I'm glad I caught myself because I was getting confused between lost episodes. I'm thinking Star Wars. <laughs> oh, okay. You have smoked yourself retarded. Uh, I'll tell the story anyways, but they just found recent footage from Return of the Jedi. And it was extra footage of Yoda and some extra lines that actually put more into the story. And uh, the way they found them was... This guy bought one of these old editing bay machines that they had invented back then to do stuff digitally. And when he bought the machine, there there was an old disc that had been left inside that no one knew about, I guess. And when he brought up the information of what it was, it was lost Star Wars scenes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They, can, they can release it? They have. It's uh, Or at least snippets of it so far. And there's a good few moments of uh, added uh, to Yoda's death scene. And uh, that's on YouTube. Yeah, you can just check it out. And uh, he says a few more words that make the whole Star Wars universe make better sense. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, so I won't spoil it, but because uh, it's cool to hear when you hear it. It's not like a, holy crap, it's more like a, oh, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, even the Nigeria, like how <laughs> episodes show up on a shelf in Nigeria. <laughs> well, what they did was BBC, they sent them out, they sold them to different countries. And different countries, they, they call it the bicycle route, where a station in Hong Kong would send them to Africa. And then Nigeria would have them, and Nigeria would send it to Ethiopia, and it would be this whole big bicycle trail. And there wasn't much of a paper trail. And so what he did was Philip Morris went to Africa, because he works there, because he's trying to help their TV stations archive their material and while right. he's there he looks around for anything from England you know Doctor Who, the Avengers anything from that that era and he's happened to find six cans film cans on a shelf and that was Enemy of the World and then he found five more and that was The Love of Fear just magical you know i hope it happens again like they keep popping up every like five years they find an episode <laughs> that'd be nice because just, just like the doctor popping up here because there's 97 episodes missing is that all i thought it was more they used to be 106 now it's 97 okay that's pretty good it's uh because they've had to do a lot of restorage and stuff too i i think haven't they well, like they could have found more and they haven't finished restoring them yet that's why they haven't announced anything could have been i know they had a bunch here but it's not like a, this was like a long time ago when they like right after they realized cuz i guess they erased the bunch too didn't they isn't that what happened they just taped they, over them cuz they didn't realize either that or, or they burnt them um so i know right after that happened and then it got to a point where they were like okay uh Shit, uh, I'm pretty sure the BBC called up CBC. Was like, you got those Doctor Who episodes, and they were like, yeah, and they were like, but that's how they found a lot, uh, a lot take of care them. of them. Yeah, <laughs> they called called around, and, and some of them had them that they knew of, and a lot of them they called up, and they would say, oh, let me take a look, and the guy would just sit there on the phone for like 30 seconds, and say, no, we don't have them, because <laughs> oh. they, they don't, they don't care, they don't, they'd have to go through the whole thing, and they just didn't want to do that. What what is it? Uh, Seven hundred and nine total episodes of that show, or something? Something like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of space and time, you know. 
Well, hopefully a lot of them gets found within the next couple of years, so we'll, we'll see. I was excited to hear I, – I was watching an episode the other day. I can't remember which one, but uh, Matt Smith claims to be over – or the 11th claims to be over 1,000 years old. And I know Dave David Tennant, the 10th, was always like 906 or 907. So – the doctor, so they basically live on average like a hundred or so years each doctor kind of thing. Like if, it, if you worked it, it out. Something like that. I mean, who knows, you know, how in years, how old yeah. he is. It was I'm, always weird for me to get used to those uh, Pertwee episodes too with the uh, when he didn't have the TARDIS. Oh, when he was exiled on Earth. Yeah, because it's like so he's not traveling around. You know what I mean? Well, they, they tried something new because the, the ratings were down and they said, hey, let's let's have him Earthbound for a while. And then the ratings got back up and it was in color. And and then he, he eventually, towards the, his last couple of years, he traveled around. But he was they tried something new, tried, you know, Earthbound, yeah. probably to save money. So they won't have to make alien sets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. That totally makes sense. Do you have a favorite companion? I like Sarah Jane. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I like, uh, in the new series, I like Donna Noble. I'm a big Donna fan, too, yeah. That was a fantastic pairing of personalities right there. It really, really was. To have, like, no weirdness between them was just, like... I don't know. She, it's like she was the most comfortable companion he ever had. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, yeah, she was, it's no It's no wonder she's often voted like one of the most favorite companions out there. You know what I mean? Yep. But uh, I'm real excited about what's going to happen with Clara. I think she's even going to be a better fit with Capaldi than she is with Matt Smith. Probably, yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Because <laughs> uh, I think... I don't know how long she's going to last. She might just last that one season and, and leave. Could happen. You know, they but don't, a lot of them don't. The story is more or less done because she was just there because she was supposed to save the doctor by going through her, his timeline. Right. It. So I don't know how much her story is more or less done. So we'll have to wait and see. How exciting was that moment for you when she jumped into that timeline? I thought that was pretty cool, but I thought that story was better was seeing all the flashbacks of the older doctors. You know, when she went through and you see all the older doctors. Yeah. Yeah. When you like, when you watched that, was it thrilling and exciting for you? Cause it just, I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, it was, I thought it was pretty cool. It was, it was just so well done is what I did. But it was expect. more exciting when you saw the John Hurt doctor at the end, they said, introduce John Hurt as, oh, yeah. And then you had the whole summer speculating, what the hell is that? Yeah, what the Jesus hell's going on? How did they keep that under wraps? You know what I mean? Like, that's a well-kept secret. Like, you hadn't heard any rumors of that, and you guys would, I guess. So did you hear anything about John well, Hurd knew, at all? We knew he was in the 50th, but we didn't know what character he was playing. Oh. Because some set photos got, uh, re uh people took Right. Got not released, but deleted. Where people were on set and they took pictures and posted them, and you're like, okay, he's in a costume, but what is he? And then, it, then when you found out what he was, and like when you look back and you look at the costumes, and well, that makes sense now. So, what is your suspicions on uh, on Rose in this then? Because I've heard she's just she may be like a physical manifestation of Bad Wolf. That's what I'm thinking. She is. I don't think she's Rose at all. I think she's. The, the bad wolf from the last episode with Eccleston. So I, that's why I think she is. I don't because you if you look in the trailer, Tennant's by himself. He is. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think this is the Tennant from the specials, from the end of Water the Waters of Mars to his regeneration story. There's that like hundred year gap where he took a hundred years to get to the planet of the Ood. To find out that the masters come back, so there's like a whole gap in there. So that's where I think Tenet's from. Ah. So I think 
Rose is the bad wolf Rose. Okay, now help me out with the bad wolf, because that confuses me a little. I've I've tried to figure it out. Like, what exactly is the bad wolf? It was more or less Rose. When she looked into the heart of the TARDIS, she had the time powers of the time vortex in her. Right. What she did was she left the clues, the words bad wolf, all through time as hints for her to go back and save the ninth doctor from the Daleks. Now, why bad wolf? Like, what do those words refer to? That was when they were on the satellite, it was the bad wolf corporation. So she just they, she just happened to take that name because that just happened to be the name that was there. So when they say that the rose in the if you watch the last oh okay I get it sorry so the rose that's traveling around leaving bad wolf everywhere is the rose so it is rose but it's a weird timey rose. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but then we could be totally wrong. And it could be the actual rose, but who knows? Yeah. We'll find uh, in two days. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's just uh, that's just awesome. It's uh, it's gonna be super super exciting. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh, that's a lot to go through. You know what I mean? I'm I'm hoping that Rassilon, because they could even maybe Dalton will show up and Rassilon will be in the time war. It's possible because a lot of that story was filmed on set, so we don't know who's in there. Yeah, I will. And... all, but they all filmed a lot of it behind closed doors, with the exception of a couple of tent scenes that were outside. A lot of it was all in studio, so they could have easily put someone in the van, drove them into the studio, and you never know. Oh yeah, easily, and. Uh... Because you don't know how much it's going to be in there, right? I mean, uh, there could be just a few clips of the Time War. Because there's a lot... The plot, of, apparently, is mainly takes place... Something's going on in, what is it, the London Gallery. And you know that Elizabeth the First is a huge part of the story. So how much Time War will actually even be in there, you know? But, again, a, what is it? A, a hundred, an hour and a half or 70 minutes of uninterrupted? Yeah, so probably, no, it could be a whole story about the Time War. Mm-hmm. We just have to wait and see. Speculation yeah. is good, though. Oh. Trying to figure out what they're going to do. You just can't help it. It's so fun, like, when it's something that they've... It, I, I always maintain, like, Doctor Who is the most well-written sci-fi that there's ever been, you know. It's consistent, it's intelligent, and it's, it's, it's just the best. Nothing compares to it, unless you're going to go crazy weird like space odyssey type stuff you know what i mean but right. to have this quality of a show maintained for 50 years it's just it's a mind-blowing achievement you know yeah it is it's it's a really good show and it stands the test of time and it was off the air for 17 years and it never died so it came back and it's still- was it that long 17 years yeah, it was from 89 to 2005 with the McGann movie in between. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. At least it seems like a little bit of a lesser gap with the McGann movie in there, at least. It's unfortunate. It's cool how it fits in everything, and, you know, it's 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 been made to be part of the whole everything, but it still bothers me that Eric Roberts was the master. <laughs> yeah, I, I never liked that a casting at all. <laughs> well, that was pure because I guess they were going to try and make an American version out of the show, eh? Yeah, they, they, they wanted, hey, let's have someone from America that people know. Like, Eric Roberts? Okay. <laughs> As the doctor, what? <laughs> What's happening? Okay, well, uh, yeah, everybody, tomorrow night, uh, Adventures in Ti- an adventure in time and space. Make sure you check that out. Uh, on the East Coast here, it's 9 o'clock, I believe, at night, right? Yeah, it's uh, 9 o'clock, yep. And of course, kids, this Saturday, November the 23rd, uh, Eastern Time, 2.50. Yeah, 2.50 in the afternoon. Make sure you're checking it out. If you happen to be listening to this and you're not a fan of Doctor Who, give it a shot. Give the 50th shot. I've even told my own mother that watch this, Mom. I think you'll want to jump on board because it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. 
And everybody, go check out uh, the Knights blog. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at the Knights eighty seven, and uh, lots of fun. Uh, I'm looking at uh, your homepage right now, and yep. did, did somebody make this collage or? Yes, uh, uh, my friend Ken did. He makes all the banners, and he he, he took him. He had this done really early. He did had it done in the spring. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's fantastic. It's uh, really well done. It's uh, just a you know kind of a, a banner, and it's got a, all the characters, good guys, bad guys, companions, doctors. It's uh, super cool. So everybody, check this blog out. Thank you very much, Mr. Jeff Zyra. Please check out this uh, gentleman's contributions to the Knights blog. Thanks so much, man. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, and maybe we'll uh, we'll hang out the next time something uh, epic and Hoovian happens. Yeah. Well, there's the Christmas special. Oh yes, that's uh, that's a good idea. I hadn't even thought about uh, maybe I'll do something special. Maybe I can get a few folks and we can have a little Christmas time uh, roundtable or some kind of thing. So uh, yeah, and also check out uh, the Knights of the Roundtable podcast. I was uh, checking that out earlier and I was listening to a few. And uh, you know, if you enjoyed this at all, it's uh, it's it's a few more of these guys actually knowing what the hell they're talking about. So uh, the newest ones about the missing episodes. Oh, cool. Yeah, check that out. As uh, you know, you should. So uh, again, thank you very much, Jeff. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, that's it this week uh, for an elegant weapon, kids. Uh, check us out next week when we have uh, a guest from the Doctor Who Society of Canada, and we uh, just basically we're gonna squee about what happened on the fiftieth. So uh, take it easy.